Hey guys, this is Amy J, and I am not hosting Chasing Dreams, but as you know, hosting the wonderful MapCon podcast, which you are listening to today. And MapCon is the Mid-Atlantic Podcast Conference, which takes place September 8th and 9th at the Holiday Inn in Philadelphia, South Swedesboro. And it is filled with lovely people, wonderful, amazing podcasters and wannabe podcasters and would-be podcasters and just professionals, novices, the gamut, who all come together to kind of learn more about podcasting and help each other. So it's networking, it's educational, it's the place to be. And really, you, you know, with MapCon, you get a lot. There's a Friday night mixer and Saturday you get lunch, you get an event t-shirt, an event badge. There's a virtual ticket for on-demand video recordings. There's an after party and really tickets are $140 and the virtual ticket, if you can't make it in person, we also offer a virtual option is $40. And guys, we'd love to see you there. There will be speakers and guests and people like me and people like Melvin Verges, who is on the show today. Melvin has a podcast called Selling the Couch. He is doing some amazing things with that and knew we had to have him on the show and what better guest to have for episode 25 than him? Melvin, thank you so much for taking some time to jump on. Hey, Amy, good to, good to be here. I'm uh, excited to talk podcasting, uh, something that, uh, you know, I've, I've grown into and uh, something that I've grown to really love. And you've been doing it a while. Can you tell us a little bit about selling the couch? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, truth be told, I never actually <laughs> imagined launching a podcast. Uh, I launched Selling the Couch in March of 2015, uh, the idea for selling the couch came probably six months before, but I was mainly scared of doing something like a podcast, so I put it off. Uh, I'm a clinical psychologist by training, and uh, selling the couch is basically a um, kind of think of it like uh, most of us in the mental health field, we go through a lot of training, learn a lot of clinical skills, but we don't take any business or marketing classes and a good percentage of us end up in private practice, um, essentially not knowing how to run a business. And so selling the couch uh, just aimed, I think, fill that gap. So to be able to afford some of the, the social media, the marketing, the business lessons that we don't often get to learn in our training. So uh, it's a combination of me teaching some of the things that I've learned along the way with regard to business building and all of those things. And then I also interview experts and successful practitioners about how they're building their businesses. So more of like a, uh, a big picture look at, some, at at their businesses and how they're building it. So now as someone who, you know, was a little nervous about launching a podcast, how did you learn about podcasting? Was that something that the internet helped you out a resource person? What, how, yeah. How'd you get into it? Yeah, I, uh, well, it started actually with me listening to podcasts. So I would listen to uh, several, uh, NPR podcasts. And I, and I was just, there was something about the medium that I really liked. Uh, I, I noticed I learn a lot better when it's audio. And, uh, I, I remember I was just listening to podcasts on my commute and, uh, Amy, I'm sure you <laughs> resonate mm -hmm. with this, but at some point, you know, yeah, as you listen to these podcasts, you're like, Hey, maybe I could launch one as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And, uh, and and the other well, there were actually a couple of other events. So two two of my friends and I, we were all in a group practice together and we had been wanting to go into solo practices and um 
what we would do is we would meet uh, about once a month to try to try to encourage each other to try to pick up some of these business lessons. And I just thought maybe I can put this into a podcast format. Uh, the second event's actually kind of crazy, which is uh, I was in the private practice and uh, so uh, you know, in the mental health field. So if I essentially, if I see patients or if I see clients, I get paid. If I don't, I don't. Right. Um, and, uh, we had this crazy blizzard. I don't know if you remember this, Amy, a couple of years ago yep. where we had like over 30 inches, I think close to 40 inches of snow. I ended up having to cancel three days worth of clients. Oh, it was, wow. uh, yeah, it was, uh, quite a bit of income loss and we were actually saving up for the down payment on our home. And so it was kind of this double emotional whammy. So yeah, that really hit you there. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think all of that was kind of the impetus of just wanting to launch the podcast and and try to do something. Because I, I, I knew from my friends, I knew just from like anecdotal stories of uh, other clinicians struggling Mm -hmm. uh, to in their practices with the business stuff, but also trying to figure out how to exist in this online world. So things like writing books and, you know, launching courses and things like that. How do we do all of that? So um, I think it was just this idea that if clinicians felt like they had other kind of income streams that they were um, helping more people, but they were also less stressed. And so if they were less stressed, they could do better work. So, well, that's a nice thought. I mean, the fact that also you're, you're helping them out with this. I mean, do you also see it as a, um, a fun activity, podcasting? Yeah, I mean, it. so I think initially it was a little little hard to like pick up and all of those things. But uh, fun, I think now I look back and it's absolutely fun because the neatest thing with podcasting is you just get to build these amazing relationships with people, right? So, I mean, I've I've had just so many like interesting people and so many of my colleagues and just people that I would have, you know, maybe never connected with had it not been for my podcast. And uh, yeah, it's just, I think getting to know people at a, a deeper level, like I, I, the thought of like doing these, like, uh, what's it like happy hour mm-hmm. mixer marketing kind of things, like networking things, those things frighten me. So I like the thought of like a one-to-one conversation with somebody and actually getting to know them. So. And that's different. Now, now that you're out in the field and you're doing this, have you seen an increase of podcasting in your area? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think when I first launched, there were uh, there was one other podcast that was similar. But um, I since then, several podcasts have definitely launched. Um, and yeah, it's definitely I, I can see uh, I actually in 2015, what also happened was like later that year, uh, you know, just several folks in my field started reaching out wanting support in launching their podcast. So uh, I just thought, you know, instead of me providing this as a one-on-one thing, what if I just create a community for health, wellness, and fitness podcasters? And that's, I don't know, that's, so I, I, I've i seen how that community is growing. And, uh, and I think that's just indicative of just the medium of podcasting, how it is growing and uh, more people know about it, right? Like, even if I don't know. I, I feel like in many ways, like five to seven years ago, if you had asked someone what a podcast was, like they would be like, oh, yeah, no. Right. So absolutely. Absolutely. And so, I mean, you're right today. I think it's more prevalent. And with the 
Apple making the changes they are with the podcast app and just their podcast services. It'll be interesting to see how it continues to grow in the next uh, few months. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm actually reading this book on, uh, I forgot the title of it, uh, but it's on Apple and sort of uh, a look at how they sort of function as a company. And one of the arguments the author makes is that Apple spends a lot of time, just concentrated time on certain things. And so it is neat here in these last couple of days where the focus is now turned to podcast that the podcast app. And yeah, I'm excited for it as well. See where it goes. Now, now that we can call you a professional podcaster, I, I <laughs> probably could have called you that earlier, but you sound like you're, you're comfortable with it. Now that you're a professional podcaster, what do you think about the state of podcasting and where it's headed? Yeah, I mean, I I think just being having a podcast, just seeing the growth of it. I mean, I try to nerd out on as much of the research, probably the result of grad school. But uh, I mean, you see this that it's it really is in many ways uh, this opportunity for just the average person to be able to launch um, something, right? Like for me, when I started selling the couch, I was not known in the field. Um, you know, no one knew what selling the couch was, no one knew me. And it's amazing that, you know, I've I've been able to use this platform or the podcast almost to form the backbone of my blog, you know. And then from there I've been able to sort of build it out into different services and products and even within the podcast sponsorship and all of these different things. Having having hindsight being what it is, right? Is there anything you wish you knew when you first started podcasting? Anything you would change? Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's an easy one. I, oh, really? uh, yeah, I, uh, I try to do everything at the beginning. In fact, for the first 13 episodes, I was, uh, you know, one man show from recording and scheduling and editing and all of those things. And it was, uh, I think like the editing that was taking up a lot of time. I didn't have a background in uh, editing. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and I think part of it was like, I just wanted to produce a good product for my field, you know? Um, and, uh, I think if looking back, I think I would have outsourced quicker. So, so are you outsourcing now? Yeah. So, uh, third, yeah. From episode 13, I have a, a podcast editor, Christy Hausler over at team podcast is who I use. Um, so she does, um, all of my editing and my show notes and, so uh, literally now, I mean, and we've gotten it pretty much down to a system where Wednesday mornings is when I record podcast interviews, either solo or, inter or interview based. Um, I Dropbox the files over or right after the conversation is done. I record an intro and outro. If I have a sponsor for that month, I'll incorporate it into the intro and outro. We'll Dropbox it over to Christy and then she kind of takes care of the rest of it. You actually mentioned something that's interesting and I haven't had a chance to talk with anybody about to this point um, since I've taken over hosting duties sponsorship. Mm. What does that mean for podcasters? Like how does that work? Yeah. So I think I see it as um, I, I see like our podcast as a platform, right? Like I feel like in this day and age, we need some sort of a, a medium to get our perspective, our voice out into the world. Right. And so uh, for me, the podcast has been that platform. Uh, and then I direct podcast traffic to the blog, um, those kind of things. And that's the way that I've been able to grow the blog. Um, sponsorship is basically, um, I, I, I consider it 
um, companies that are doing business in my field and for my field? And uh, how do I get quality companies um, in front of my potential listeners, uh, things that would be beneficial for them? And, and that's an amazing thing. So is that, you know, when you talk sponsorship and, and some people look for sponsorship to help with publicity, some with uh, monetary value in the editing, is that something that you've found easy to get? Um, you know, surprise. It, so, uh, I landed my first sponsor, I want to say. So, uh, I, I think part of this is honestly part of it was just circum, like circumstance and a little bit of luck. Uh, before I launched my podcast, I had some, I had a company that was interested in the idea and potential sponsorship, but, at the time, I actually declined it, and I actually declined all sponsors for uh, almost the first year, first 12 months of the podcast, just because I felt like I wanted to get my feet wet. Uh, I wanted to establish um, just good topics. I wanted my, I wanted like my listeners to learn to know, like, and trust me, and I wanted to know that I wanted them to know that I always had their back. And then is when I, uh, when, then when companies started reaching out. So actually my first three sponsors, they happened to find an episode of the podcast, uh, and then reached out and were like, Hey, Melvin, we love what you're doing with selling the couch. Um, we provide blank, you know, we, we actually create websites for therapists in private practice, or we have electronic health records, mm -hmm. uh, for therapists in private practice. We were wondering about sponsorship. What does that look like? So that's how uh, the conversation started. Um, <clears throat> what's actually been amazing is, uh, I want to say, 70% now of my sponsors have been repeat sponsors now. So they, really? Yeah. So they really liked what was, you know, like, because I, I really try to take care of them. Um, and because they're not... I. The other thing is, I, I've, I just told myself I wasn't going to accept less... I wanted to, I wasn't from monetary perspective, I was not going to accept less than 500 an episode. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I felt like that's part of the reason why I waited. But then I said, you know what, these folks are paying me at least 500. Um, my, my plan is actually to increase it here in the next year. But, um, and I said, they're paying me that much and I'm going to provide value. So I guaranteed them a certain number of downloads, um, downloads that I knew that I could far exceed. Um, and, and then I started, I did a bunch of little things for them. Like, you know, I'll put it on the, on the resource page. I have a, a Facebook community for mental health providers. It's, uh, around 5,500 folks now. And so I'll, wow. I'll, you know, I'll incorporate sponsors like every, so on every Thursday when the podcast episodes go out, I'll make a post, we'll pin it to the top. And then there's a section that says, you know, our awesome sponsor. And then, I'll do a little blurb about them and then they usually are kind enough to give some sort of a, a promotional link, like a, you know, a free 30 day trial or something like that. So. No, that's great. Um, congratulations. That's wonderful. That's worked out so well for you. Um, you know, that you're able to help the podcast, help others through this avenue of sponsorship and be able to continue with it. Now, one of the things that you also mentioned, um, previously, and I'm trying to think if I lost my train of thought as I was talking about it. And I wanted to mention it. Um, but we'll see if it comes back to me. But uh, before I do that, you know, with your podcast and how it's going and how well it's done, you've now 
have a, a community. You have a, essentially a school or a, that you're teaching how to, you know, for them to do a podcast if they want. Do you see this, anything else rippling off of this? Yeah. I mean, I actually have quite a few things down the pipeline. I, I've always wanted to write a book. Uh, so I, that's something way down the pipeline. Uh, right now, my big project is actually an online directory. So I'm calling it an online directory and learning library for my field. So uh, there's a, a lot of online directories that focus on uh, the focus on mental health providers or focusing on the general public connecting with mental health providers. But there's no directory out there where mental health providers can connect with one another in, ter- in order to you know, for referrals and to connect and collaborate and all those kind of things. So I'm cre- creating this directory. Um, and then uh, off of that, I'm creating the, the I'm, this is the name now, it may change, but uh, I'm creating the STC Learning Library, which is actually a combo of uh, conversations with successful practitioners, even di- deeper than the podcast, and then an opportunity for folks that are members to be able to ask questions um, there's a bunch of neat, uh, other like stuff, like how to kind of things like, you know, how do you set up a group in a private practice or, uh, you know, a conversation with somebody that recently published a book, you know, how do they do that and, and what went into that and all of those kind of things. So that's kind of my new project. The plan is to launch that in, uh, 2018. So right now what I'm doing is, uh, getting folks into, into the directory and, um, the plan is to have that at $27 a month, but right now I'm doing it at $5. And, but Amy, the crazy thing has been, uh, you know, I was so scared, I think, to put something like that out there and then to ask for money, mm-hmm. right? Like, hey guys, this is going to be, uh, right, cause uh, $5. The, yeah. You either, you're going to get both kinds of reception, right? The positive right. ones, the ones who are supportive, and then you're going to get the, the naysayers who are like, uh, he's doing it all for money. It should be free. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I, uh, I just, I mean, I have a wonderful field. I, I'll, I'll say that. I, but you know, um, we're actually a little over 500 people have signed up for that directory. Um, really? Yeah. So that's, uh, I mean, it's exciting. My plan is to try to get a, around a thousand people into the directory before it, it formally launches next year. So, well, I, kudos to you. That's awesome. I'm, I'm curious. Did you see all this? coming from just launching this podcast? Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> you know, I think uh, for me, and maybe it's just, I don't know, like, maybe it's just the way that my brain operates, but I've always been a, like an aim, aim, aim person, right? So I just like, I try to plan and over plan and I have to get it perfect. And I, and I think the podcast, I think in recent history, definitely is the one thing I just said, you know what, Melvin, you just have to launch this and then see where it takes you. Uh, even like the, the course, that was never an idea when I first started. The community, I knew that I wanted a, like a gathering place for my field, uh, but the directory was never an idea. Um, the book, I, I don't know what the book is going to be on, but uh, I, I know that I want to write it, but I'm still trying to figure that out. But I guess all that to say is just, I think it's a good reminder that uh, you don't have to, you don't like, you don't have to have clarity in terms of where you're going, but sometimes the most important thing is just having the courage to take the first step. Ooh, look at you dropping knowledge. That is an, (laughs) 
That's a great statement, guys. It's great. If you've been waiting to do a podcast, take that first step. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right? And I, and the reality is like, I'm, I'm going to connect with a certain audience, right? Each of you guys that are listening, you're going to connect with the, um, a different audience. And the reality is there's space for all of us, right? With so many people. I mean, this medium is only growing. So. And I'm actually really glad you said that because I think oftentimes people think, oh, well, Melvin's doing it. He's doing exactly what I wanted to do. I I shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And that, and the truth is, no, you, that's exactly why you should be doing it because you have your audience and whoever is also interested in that has their own take and point of view and perspective and really their own people who probably relate to the, him or her better mm-hmm. than, than you. And so there, there is plenty of room in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. I, I think like for all of us, uh, like we have a people to serve, right. Um, and the reality is like, people are going to resonate with your message in a very different way than they resonate with perhaps my message. And, uh, and that's important because if you don't do it right, there's, you just never know, Mm -hmm. you know, the impact that you can have through this medium. Like I would have never guessed. I mean, I can even like share a random story if that's helpful. Yeah. Uh, so like, like probably, gosh, it's been probably about five months ago. I received this like random email, uh, and, it was like from this mom and she lives in the middle of Alaska. So I'm in Philadelphia. She lives in the middle of Alaska. She's got two young kiddos and uh, she takes a jog with her kiddos on their, in their strollers. And she said she was just emailing to say, thank you so much for creating this because this is what she listens to the podcast on this jog. Right. And I was like, it's amazing, right? Like, maybe I was just so naive, but I just thought, you know, I'm going to be really happy if some of my family and maybe some folks here in Philly. No, that's not naive. I thought the same thing. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's so weird. Like, uh, I I was looking at some of the latest data on my podcast. Like, I think now it's heard in 108 countries or something. Wow. Like, that's so crazy. I literally record this from a home office, you know? Um, but I think that's a good reminder, uh, from, that's a good reminder that if you build a podcast based on service and, and just a genuine desire to want to help people, mm-hmm. uh, the listeners will come and they'll, they'll find it and, uh, and they'll share it. You know, um, I do very like only here in the last uh, couple of months have I done any sort of like Facebook advertising. Um, the overwhelming majority still is word of mouth is how they find the podcast. So that's a true testament of the success of your podcast. I hope you understand that. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And yeah, kudos to you for that. I mean, I look forward to seeing how you and your podcast and who knows, maybe spinoff podcasts continue to grow from this. And guys, if you haven't, you definitely need to check out his podcast and Melvin, can you share a little bit about how they can do that? Yeah, of course. Um, they can find the podcast at sellingthecouch.com. And if they're in the mental health field, uh, definitely join the community. And it's on Facebook, so they can find it at sellingthecouch.com forward slash community. And guys, you can meet Melvin. Most likely, will you be at MapCon? Yeah, that's the plan. That's the plan. You can meet Ma- Melvin in person at MapCon, which I'll remind you is September 8th and 9th. 
at the Holiday Inn Philadelphia South Swedesboro. Tickets are on sale, but will raise prices on July 1st. So, you know, book it as soon as you can. They'll go up July, and I think they're going to go up at least one more time before that or at the door. So you don't want to wait. Go ahead and buy those tickets now. You can get a in-person ticket or you can get a virtual ticket. Both are available and you can find that at podcastmidatlantic.com. Okay. So hopefully I'll see you there. I'll be there. Melvin will be there. Joe Pardo, of course, is there. And Melvin, before we wrap up, do you have any last thoughts? No, I think that's it. I mean, I, I think the, I guess the biggest takeaway is, um, there's the, you know, what I've been doing is I, it's not anything fancy, but I, I keep some post-it notes of different quotes and things that I pick up along the way. And, uh, and one of the quotes that, uh, that really has resonated for me is you don't have to get it right, just get it going. And I think that's so true of podcasting. And I'm going to leave you guys with that. Thanks, Melvin, for joining us. Thanks, Amy.